I am Daniel Likius, and welcome to Music 101. Music 101 is all about the music I like, music trivia, my top 5 music of the week, my top 10 music of the month, and a lot more. And today, I have my special guest, no other than Miss Andre. Hello, Daniel. Happy New Year, Miss Andy. And happy, happiest of New Year's to you as well. Well, yes, to all of our listeners, Happy New Year to everyone. This yep. is our first episode, right, for this year? It is. Yes. So how exciting your New Year is? Well, um, it's been pretty exciting, more exciting than I would have hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, it was more like 2022 ended in a kind of a crappy way. And so the new year has not been too bad. But being able to do this podcast in the new year, the first one of the year, is is the highlight, really. Definitely. This is the first episode of 2023, and I hope our podcast will be on the top 10 best music podcasts. Oh, I hope. I hope so too. Yes. too. It's such work, but so much fun, you know? Yes, much work and much fun. But before we go on, I just want to invite our listeners here in Music 101 all my, uh, to uh, follow my other podcast. It's Food 101. It's my third season with uh, Chef Alessandro, one of the executive chefs of a five-star hotel in downtown Toronto. So please do listen, Food 101 on third season. Uh, food 101 is on the top 12 best food podcasts on the planet. Plus my book 101 review, it's on the top six best book review podcast. So please do listen, Book 101 review. So Miss Anjay, what are we gonna talk about today? Today, even though we should be spending our time talking about your success, um, <laughs> yes, really, we should. And I've got to get your book. Like, I've absolutely got to get the cookbook because my husband will lose his mind if he doesn't get it. Um, yes. uh, we are going to talk about my top female classic rock chick. And her name is Ms. Melissa. This is your top, wait, wait. This is your top one, right? Because you this have is my, yep, this is it. This, this is, is the list. The list. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yep, her name is Miss Melissa Etheridge. Ms. Melissa Etheridge. Wow, and it's the first time you say Miss. <laughs> Miss yes, I know I said Miss. I, I was coming from the old school since I am the old school. <laughs> <laughs> I created school. That's how old that's I am. Cool. That's, <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> it's like so, talking to Noah about the ark. You actually get to talk to someone who was there at the time. <laughs> that's true. So why Melissa? Miss Mel? Why Miss Melissa is your top one rocker female singer? Melissa Etheridge is. Um, she was a. She's always been a woman who knew what she wanted and she wasn't afraid to go after it, no matter what sort of social barriers there might be. And because she had a few of them, but she was, she was very dedicated to her songwriting and she was 
very dedicated to her lifestyle. And she didn't think that anybody should have to pay the price of not getting what you've worked so hard for because of your sexual preference. Yes. And I, I find that to be very, you know, very rewarding for her because she's done so very well when other people have not. If you compare Melissa to uh, Susie Quattro, what are the big difference? Oh God, I thought you were going to say to Adele. I was going to, <laughs> I was going to have to fly out. <laughs> um, Susie Quattro was um, a lot more, uh, her, her music didn't have a lot of depth to it. It was just party rock and roll, like classic 60s sounding type of music, you know? Yes. She had her own sound and, and as well does Melissa, but she had real stories to tell and real things that she wanted to express to her audience. And she stayed in America to do it. She didn't leave the country like Susie Quattro, which is fine. I mean, hey, whatever way you get rich, as long as it's legal, it seems to me. <laughs> and if you get to practice your art at the same time, you know. Their, their music. She was, Susie Quattro's got almost every song up until, I would say, Stumbling In album where she, then she got a little mellower but she didn't have any real love songs or anything that was really that would really grab you by the heart you know what i mean it was mostly about partying and and hanging out with the guys and being a tough chick and stuff sort of like the joan jett thing uh where uh, melissa etheridge she tells you stories and she conveys her feelings about different things and how other people saw her and she explains how it is that it didn't really matter because it was their loss for not understanding that the world is made up of all sorts of different kinds of people. Okay. So uh, let's give a little bit of background of Melissa Lou Etheridge. So okay. it says, Melissa, Miss, I'm sorry, Miss Melissa Lou Etheridge was born May 29, 1961. Yes. He's an American singer, songwriter, musician, and guitarist. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. he, her eponymous debut album was released in 1988 and become an underground success. It peaked at number 22 on the Billboard, Billboard 200. And the lead single, Bring Me Some Water. Fabulous song, by the way. Yeah. Yes. It garnered, uh, garnered upgrades her first Grammy Award nomination for Best Rock Vocal Performance uh, Female in 1989. Wow. Well, you I know, the, the thing about Melissa Etheridge was that she wasn't, um, she was cutting, sort of cutting edge if you knew her background, but not shock music, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't trying to, she, was, she wasn't like Peaches or anybody. If anybody out there knows who Peaches is, don't bother looking her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still have this because I'm from the old school. Like I say, I created it. Um, there's still some dignity that needs to be done throughout your your 
life and Peaches has none of it. Um, but Melissa Etheridge told really good stories and made it very, very clear to people that she had emotions that worked, whether you be in a, a heterosexual type of relationship or and I, or a, a lesbian relationship or a gay relationship. And this is what hit me was because there were so many people when she first came out that weren't on that team. And I, I know that she, she convinced a lot of people that everybody has the same feelings. We all have a heart. We all have a soul. And that's why I admired her. So when uh, Melissa uh, came out, do you think uh, it affects uh, everything? The music, the people love, uh, how, how they accept Melissa? Everybody seemed to. Like I've never ever spoken to anybody, and I've done interviews for on classic rock things on radio shows, and nobody. It doesn't seem like there was any backlash, you know. But if you leave it a see, the thing is, is that Melissa wanted to make sure that people knew who she was and what she was all about, and she wanted to go. There it is. I threw it out there. Now you've got it. Now you make your choice. If you want to listen, do it. If you don't, then don't, you know? And she didn't really care if you listened or not. Cause she had a huge fan base anyways, that already basically knew that she was a lesbian. And like I said, we're talking the late eighties and people weren't, they were trying to be hip and cool. And, but a lot of people still weren't on board because there's still a lot of people that aren't, you know what I mean? But, but no one raised any big ruckus or anything about it. Like there was that I'm aware of and everything I've read about her. And I've been listening to her since 1988. Yes. Because 80s, uh, sexuality, is not yet no if you they say if you are open gay or whatever they are yes yeah. it's not yeah. you are not totally accepted right yeah absolutely i mean even today it's the same thing i mean even with this woke thing going on which drives me insane i'm sure that somebody will drag it up you know but uh but nobody seemed to like nothing that was public anyways it, it, she just gained more notoriety because she let people know right off the bat who she was yeah. and that that was the brave thing to do that's i think why she called one of her albums brave and crazy <laughs> <laughs> she won a lot of grammy i think right yes she did very well i um she did very well as far as i i mean as i recall she uh she had lots of nominations, but she did win a lot of Grammys. And I've got a lot of stuff to go through to remember exactly which ones were which or what years they were. Yes, it says that uh, in 1993, she released what would become her mainstream over or breakthrough album, Yes, I Am. It tracks in the only one, If I Wanted to, and come to my window all reached at top 40 in the United States mm -hmm. and later earned has reached her second Grammy Award. That's amazing. Oh, Plus, yeah. She was a great artist. Or she still is a great artist. But Until now, do you think it's uh, the music of Melissa is still not changing? On the 80s and now, do you think there's changes on her music? 
Um, no, no, like she's still got the heart in everything. And there might be some, there's always some fanatic who wants to jump out there and go, and go, oh, I just heard about this Melissa Etheridge. We should be banning her, you know? But but she isn't doing what's pissing people off. She isn't <laughs> trying to create a new gender or anything. She's just saying who she is and how she feels. And that she's always been like that. And from what I understand, her family completely um, accepted everything that she was. And they were the ones that taught her that she should come out and let people know. And that's what Yes, I Am was about. Yeah, 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 pretty much because she came out and uh, she's had a really rough time, this woman. And she's blazed through adversity more so than I can ever imagine myself would ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so why the reason why is your top one? Female rocker of all time. Well, you gotta hear her music to understand. To begin with, she has this fabulous type of raspy voice. She's almost, um, she, she has a lower, a little bit of a lower voice, but she has a range. She has a three octave range and people go, Oh, Mariah Carey has that. How can she have it? I was a music of a vocal coach and I know how you can have that. And her voice, she can hit, she can hit places and drop to places that I would give up one of my children for <laughs> most of my children, to be quite honest. <laughs> they haven't been making me real happy. <laughs> Christmas presents were kind of slim. What can I say? But, <laughs> but no, she has this fabulous range and she really knows how to put a point across. And she did almost all of her own writing. And she's so incredibly generative when it comes to her albums. Would you like me to tell you how many of these albums she had? Of course. Let's name them. Okay, she had three live albums, okay. 16 studio albums, which I own probably 15 of, 43 singles, 38 music videos, and two soundtrack albums wow yeah that's amazing phenomenal achievement <laughs> and the thing about that is that she was diagnosed with cancer while she was doing most of this but what happened to the cancer it gone away they treated her and she did she she recovered she got better and she's been doing really well ever since she had breast cancer and she underwent a treatment and uh, in 2005 she was nominated so she did the grammys and she was still bald from the chemo and she sang a version of janice joplin's piece of my heart and i remember seeing it and it just brought tears to my eyes and everybody that was watching it with me and and it was the news at the time was how she'd done so well. Yes. So they classified uh, her music as a heartland rock, roots mm -hmm. rock, folk rock, blues yeah. rock, and country rock. Yeah, she has lots of different areas. Like each album has a little 
different um, theme to it, you know? And they're all incredibly um, poignant. Now, I'm not a slow, like, sort of sad music type of person. I'm yeah. a, I'm more of an up-tempo type of chick. And yes. um, she has an awful lot of those, though. So, I mean, my favorite songs are always going to be the more up-tempo ones. But, but a lot of people, that's, those are the ones that really made it. You know, like a lot of them really made it. Although there were, and she has such dynamics that just blows my mind. She can come up with ways to play something so that it builds and builds and builds until you're just hanging on the edge, waiting to see what happens. You know? <laughs> oh yes, and and they said that she's good in guitar, piano, keyboard, harmonica mandolin and drums wow yeah she's a very very multi multi-talented tito i like to call her um she's mostly her acoustic guitar will blow your mind oh yeah yeah and she she's done a couple of covers she did a tom petty's cover of uh refugee and it was a brilliant job and to be quite honest it and I am the biggest Tom Petty fan in the world. And we saw him on a second last concert before he died. We we went to the States to see it. But I still think that maybe hers was better. So they think um, blues rock or counter rock. Yeah. Yeah. But she sort of created, she sort of circumvented what other people were doing. And then she, in a collective mass, she put her own stuff out there that sounded like a little, like you can hear every genre in her music. Yes. Like in every song, she puts a little bit of everything in. Oh, okay. You have to hear it to believe it, but it's worth it. Trust me. If you compare uh, the live concert recording, uh, do you think it's the same thing or there's uh, a little bit difference? Um, well, you know, she had a lot of albums that were her live albums. It seems like, like I said, there was three live albums that were the same. It was her just doing that album, as most entertainers do when they do a tour, right? Yes. They'll play most of their the stuff that's coming off the new album, and maybe you've heard it, or maybe it hasn't been released yet, because that's how it works. That's your ad adding for you know your advertisement for your new album coming up. But she'd wait a lot of times until it had been out, and then she'd go out and play it for them, so that okay. it wasn't like, well, I don't know this song because if they bought it, then they knew what it was, so they were thrilled to hear it, and they didn't hear a lot of surprise music, you know? Yes. Yeah. Do the number six uh, top hit song of Miss Melissa, according to Miss Sunday. Okay, my number six would have been, I really like you. I really yeah. like you. Wow. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it's from the album, Yes I Am, recorded in 1993. Oh, wow. How's the uh, tempo of this music? It is it is the coolest song. Like, it is just so cool. <laughs> Maybe it should have been my first, but but it isn't because I think, well, my second from first is my ringtone, for God's sake. Um, it is 
it's builds and builds and builds and then she gets kind of she starts to build up and then it gets a real high tempo thing and then she starts to whisper and she whispers this last line till you can hardly hear it and all the music stops and then it just blams back in with the same line i really like you baby and it goes on like that until the end and it's just a very dynamic ending so it's a fabulous song and you get to hear all levels of her vocal quality oh it, it's all something like a three in one or four in one because of yes. the vocals plus the instrument is is doing uh her own uh, instruments right if she's singing what uh does instrument is working with yeah oh yeah yeah that instrument is and her acoustic guitar she has got the nicest acoustic guitar and I, I tried to get one just like it a bunch of years ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I got one very close to it. Unfortunately, I didn't realize that they don't play themselves. <laughs> and I'm not that good of a guitar player, but I've been playing for a while, but I'm nowhere near Melissa Etheridge. So, <laughs> so what makes uh, the song number six on your list? Uh, I think it's because I love that shock effect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, yes. It, it's that that sort of, I really like you, baby. It goes into a whisper and then it goes, bam, and it opens wide up. It's kind of like watching, you know, an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know for most people is not, a, that's not conducive with happiness because you might lose your house. But in music, it works really, really well. So the thing there's, uh, uh, I really like you. You can compare. Oh, you oh the song, yes. <laughs> yes, you can compare to Susie Quattro. Susie was pretty standard. Like, I love Susie Quattro. You know, I just listened to her brand new album, and I sent her a message on Facebook, and she answered me. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, then, but that's, that's for another story. Okay. Okay, but Susie was quite... Uh, she was really just kind of, she was sort of a Buddy Holly version, the female version of like the Buddy Holly or Jerry Lee Lewis or something. You know what I mean? She had lots of great piano in there and she really rocked it, like really harshly rocked it. Yes. Okay. So if do you think uh, Melissa, uh, Miss Melissa is... Uh, in terms of uh, music, they are equal. Melissa and Susie Quattro. Well, Melissa's a, I, I love you, Susie Quattro, but Melissa's got it all going on. You know, <laughs> and she, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like the songs that Susie Quattro wrote, they were fluffy and light, which is what I like because I don't want my music to be, dragging me down or making me cry i'm a female this is gonna happen and i know what happens to men you go oh it's just like my horrible life susie always kept you having fun and always going like screw it just dance and party and you know that's the type of person that's the type of entertainer she was yes. and melissa will make you think about stuff and yes she does make me cry sometimes but it's always done so brilliantly that it you feel like you learned something that maybe you needed to know, you know? Yes. And I, I want to uh, 
recite one of the lyrics. It said, I'll buy you a mangoes, baby, your favorite fruit. I'll yeah. shave everything, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How yeah. Is that? <laughs> How is yeah, that? That's I really like you in that. That's that song, yeah. And and then she says, um, I'll wear your signet ring, I'll even paint my eyes. Um, forget about all things, baby, and tell outrageous lies. As I recall, that's how the lyrics go. And then it and it's like it's just this like nice little medium beat. Do, yeah. do, 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 and then it gets real quiet and then it just blows out like an Elvis song at the end <laughs> like like <laughs> I do my way <laughs> yeah she just rewrites music at that point so okay at number five all right my number five is another one of these that just builds and builds she's so good at this and her acoustic guitar stands out in all of them, but it doesn't because, of course, she's got a great producer, whoever it is that she uses on each album. Um, it's called Like the Way I Do, and it was from her first album called Melissa Etheridge in 1988. Like the way I do? Yeah. And it's almost got a, it's got an urgency to it. This song has got like a, it's like when you're, you love somebody or you're crazy about them and you just said some stupid thing and now you're trying to back it up, you know, like, oh my God, no, 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 that isn't what I meant. And that's what this song is just like, is she's just trying to explain, no, that isn't what I meant. Don't, don't, don't take it that way. This is what I want. I need to have you in my life. I'll be a better person. I swear to God, I'll, I'll do everything you want. That's what... <laughs> Yeah. So do you think that uh, like the way I do is more better than uh, I really like you? Yeah, because because it puts across a message about this is how I am. The I really like you is more I'll do anything you want me to. So you're willing to change your personality for somebody, which I think is kind of ridiculous once you learn your own self-worth. But I'm sure I used to do it at some point. No, probably never. But anyways, <laughs> she says, this is what I do. I can do this for you. I can give you this. I can, you know, I can, you will learn things from me. And she's urgent about the whole thing and it's really up tempo and it's it's a great song yes and one of the lyrics says it is so hard to satisfy your senses you yeah. found out to love me you have to climb some fences wow <laughs> <laughs> it's crunching and crawling along the floor to touch you wow <laughs> and just when it feels right you say you found someone to hold you does yeah, it's, it, it's wow. a little satanic it's a little it's a little devilish you know what i mean kind of like yes. it's kind of like she's hypnotizing this person <laughs> because you know, like you're gonna like love her. this because i'm gonna do everything everything ever needed i'm gonna supply that i'm gonna do everything you've ever wanted me to do or anybody to do you know yeah and mm -hmm. i like that but I think it's cool. It's dangerous. <laughs> and I work 
at a new folks home. <laughs> yes. So do you think this is uh, like a country rock or a ballad rock or blues rock? It's a it's a rock rock. Rock rock. I say hard rock. Yeah. Okay. Most of her stuff, all the stuff on my list, pretty much is, except for one is maybe a little country rock, but most of it's just hardcore rock. Hardcore rock. Okay. Yeah. Not like not like metal rock, you know. Like we're there's no thrashing. Like there's no you know noodling or thrashing or anything all the way through it. It's not thrash rock. It's just it's just in very good taste and well done. Yes. Okay. At number four, meet me in the back is what it's called, and it's from Never Enough. Ed, that was released in 1992. In, in the, the back. back, yeah. Me, me in the back. Yep. Don't make me wait too long. Maybe I could change my mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the first episode, so you need to sing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's the only one in my key. <laughs> and, and then I started it and didn't suck in enough air. <laughs> Tell me about that, people. If I sang on the first, please don't hold that against me. <laughs> the pod, don't hold Daniel responsible. It's all my. <laughs> my goodness, good job, Miss. Uh, and uh, it's our first episode for this year, so you need to sing, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, wait until I wait until I can, which might be never, but I'll get my I'll get somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> Or you can go on Spotify and just listen to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Meet Me in the Back was released in 1992. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And do you think this is like uh, one of the top five famous songs of Melissa? I think I can't remember for sure. How, see, I'm not all that concerned when I like something. The more, the only way I'm terribly. I, I feel that I'm unjustified is if the songs that I love don't make it to a Grammy or something. I go, yeah. well, they just don't even know what they're talking about. But but I understand how the logistics work with the award shows and stuff. And But it was a great song, and I, I can't remember. I think it was – it was. I know that she got some good uh, praise for it. But I can't yeah. remember if she if she won anything for it. I've got too much stuff to go through to find out. <laughs> I can't scroll that fast. It says the from the album Never Enough. Yeah. Yes. And the genre of the song is rock fuck. Absolutely. Oh. So so do you think if you compare uh Meet Me in the Back to Really Like You? Which is the best tempo for you? Me, me in the back because it's got these short guitar strokes. It's like, you know? Yeah. Almost like a Spanish, it's almost a Spanish sounding guitar thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I like that stuff because I'm, I, I, I'm a fabulous dancer, you know? And I, like, <laughs> I am. Vodka helps. 
or at least it tells me I can dance. And then the next day it goes, eh. <laughs> Oh, whatever is it? Uh, no, but it's got a great rhythm to it. It's got a great, like I say, a little staccato thing going on. And and then it builds up. Oh, man, she just has the best musicians. Like, I'm just getting all, like, I just want to listen to her stuff now. <laughs> just thinking about her songs. Uh, who wrote the song of Miss Melissa? She writes everything. Oh, really? Yes. She, like has, she has the odd song or like if she does a, a soundtrack or something, she has other people in. And I think, but for all of her songs, it's maybe because she's got a, like tons of them. I think she, I know that she's the main writer guaranteed. And there might be two out of like 50 that somebody threw in. But I do also know because I am a member of the Canadian Songwriters Association. Yes. And if someone, and I've sold a bunch of songs, and if someone wants to change something and they want to buy your song, they can change one word and they get songwriting credit. So they have to be listed on the album. Yes. So you never know how much of it somebody else wrote. People go, oh, well, she co-wrote it. Yeah, well, the guy could have said in there instead of at there. Yes. And then he gets his name on the album. So in my heart, Melissa wrote it all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's go to number three. Okay, so that would be my number four. No, that would be my number three. Bring me some water. Somebody bring me some water. It's a great, great, another great song. I can't even, I'm going to run out of, of voice trying to explain to you about these songs because they're so fabulous. Yes, they're one of a kind, right? They are. And she's so, <laughs> she's so over the top when she writes these. And if I could just write something that good, I write crappy stuff, you know, <laughs> people still buy it, but it's still crap. Um, she comes up with these ideas and it's, and everything that is on my list is very, up, very up tempo and very original yes, and maybe. lots and lots and lots of fabulous acoustic guitar going on, but with a full band behind her. So, uh, it says it was released in 1988 and become a hit in several countries, reaching the top 20 in Australia, New Zealand, and the U.S. Billboard album, album rock track chart. And well, it should, yes. Yes. So why is it that Bring Me Some Water is your number three? You know, she, she finally, like, I mean, she's an artist who, who put stuff out there about how... The things that you know when you're going to, you know, because you, you know, have a family and stuff, and so do I. And when you make a mistake, you know, and then you go, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And it's like, and you're trying to make it up to them. Um, or if you're, like, crazy about somebody, that's what the song is about, is just, like, a lot of fast talking and please just listen don't don't believe what you heard <laughs> you know and and it's so and she has she should have been an actress but sometimes people are more capable of expressing these messages through vocals and through any kind of music than they are as actresses and but 
every single one of them could be a scene from some great movie, you know? Yes. And yet again, it's an up-tempo one. And it says that Melissa wrote this song after the initial version of her debut album was rejected by the recording company, which left her only four days to provide new material and modified edition of the album. Wow. Yeah, I heard I heard a piece of the bootleg because, of course, she can't find it anywhere because she had it, like, you know, buried because they didn't like it. And the new version is, it's nothing, nothing like it. And it is so good. Yes, it's one of a kind. Oh, so let's do yeah. the number two, Ms. Anjay, on your list. All right, my number two is my ringtone on my phone and has been for probably seven years. And I thought about changing it, but there's nothing I want to, th this is what I want to hear. This is the song I want to hear and it's called Brave and Crazy. And it is exactly that. It is Brave and Crazy and because it, it's, it is, it's a crazy song. It's got this great boom, boom, boom. But, boom, boom, boom. but no guitar, nothing except for her voice coming in. And she talks about, do you have the lyrics there? Brave and crazy, yes. Okay, read them off because I mean, I know them off by heart, but then I'd have to sing it and then we don't want to lose people. So let's. Of course. Uh, we're going to discuss first when it was uh, released. It says uh, released in 1989. Yes. As of 2010. The album has sold 632,000 copies in the United States alone, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that she had a lot of latent um, fame, you know what I mean? Like, people didn't hear of her. for Being a DJ, I used to play her all the time because I'd heard of her. Um, yes. But a lot of people didn't have a clue who she was. And, and recently, more recently, in the last 10 years, I've heard a lot of people going, have you heard about this new rocker called Melissa Etheridge? <laughs> you know, she's been around since the 80s, people. <laughs> who is she? Yeah, and they go, oh, she's new. No, she's not. She's not new. <laughs> okay, this is of the lyrics. If I could have my way... I'd be sleeping in the alley on a couch with a friend and a bottle of gin. Wow. If, if I could have my way, I'd be running with the circus. I would be taming all the lions, baby. No denying I was brave and crazy. Brave, brave and crazy. <laughs> wow. I it's really our first episode for the new for the year 2023. And Thank you for being, you know, being a singer. <laughs> oh, yeah, for used to be a singer. And you know what they say? I, like I said, I was a vocal coach, so that means that if you can't do it, you teach it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if you do it, teach it. Oh, wow, that's, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So what makes uh, Brave and Crazy at number two spot? Because it's just the song that stuck in my head, and I'm really, I'm, I'm really a big fan of things that are original and don't sound, don't have the same chord progression as every other song, and they have different concepts to them. And I like, I like change, 
Like, I don't want my life, well, I'd like my life to be richer, but but I don't want my, like, I like what I like in my music and, and what I feel comfortable with, but I like to expand my horizons. And this song, if you like this song, then it means that you are looking, like you could handle a little bit more fresher adventure. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's a kind of music that you need to have this adventure in life exactly wow. and it'll break the monotony of things this song definitely is a monotony breaker mm-hmm. yes so aside from the tempo and the beats what else you can uh like of this song every well there's nothing about it i don't and that i like the fact that i know all the words and most people don't <laughs> <laughs> i really like that like i know it's weird but that's what i like and when i find somebody like i talk to somebody who knows it i i know what kind of person they're going to be because you're yes. going to be you can laugh at things and you can feel a little crazy and you can say how you feel about things And this is exactly what this is about, is that she just goes, eh, I don't really, ah, uh, this is what I wish I was doing, you know? Yes. And that I think is a very brave thing for someone to do, especially somebody who is paying to create their own album, you know, yes. and do all their own writing. And they're taking a huge risk at saying what is going on in their mind instead of trying to placate everybody that is a fan but her fans are also incredibly loyal oh uh, yes so they have this called loyalty oh absolutely and music they have they have her in the favor you know like they they will trust anything that she has to say oh that's be awesome okay so let's do the number one all right This is from an album called Your Little Secret. And the name of the song is the title track, Your Little Secret. And it was done in 1995. It was released. Yes. Okay. And her, I used to do this song with a, with a band. And unfortunately, I had to, at the end of my vocal career, I had to bring in another singer to do the high parts because she just goes, it's just ridiculous how far she goes. It's like climbing Mount Everest and she does it in this <laughs> fabulous raspy voice and it doesn't sound like a Mariah Carey thing and nothing wrong with Mariah. I guess if that's what you like, that's all good. But she's got this. She's got like a sincere type of voice. She's not trying to, you know, whatever it is that, that she does. Um, yes. And she just, you can just feel in every one of her songs, you can feel everything that she's feeling. She gives you the same emotion as she sings yeah. it. And she just builds in this thing and then it just breaks wide open. <laughs> It's like somebody had a Rolling Stones concert in the middle of your living room and you weren't even expecting it, you know? Like yes. it's always it just makes me happy listening to her stuff makes me happy except for when i listen to her sad stuff but if it makes me sad then that means she's doing her job as well okay that's awesome so what will be our number one it will be your little secret real secret wow and, and may i throw in that 
the reason I got to like this song is I was DJing at this club for many years and um, there was a couple that worked there and she was running around on him and he was running around on her and they were both like the most beautiful people in the room, <laughs> you know, like everybody wanted either one of them and they both had a secret from the other one and I'd be in the DJ booth and they'd both come and pour their hearts out to me about who it was that they were cheating with. And I, <laughs> I would never, ever, ever consider telling a secret because it's just, I just feel good about knowing it, you know? There's yes. always, I can always deal with that later and I'd never tell a secret, but I'd just play this song every time they annoyed me. <laughs> And then they'd be all worried. And so then I started really listening to it. And it's a great song. And it's about this chick who keeps hitting on somebody. Like, you can take it in, in heterosexual or, or, you know, gay or whatever you want. Because everything she writes is very, it's just not, it doesn't say she or he. You know what I mean? Yes. And so they apply to everybody. And... And it's it's about tell me what you're thinking, baby. I used to be just like you. You move when he's not looking, baby. That uh, one yeah. sugar ain't enough for you. And it goes on and on like this. And these these people used to get so scared. But, but I never ever ever until now. But you, I'm not giving you their name, so you know <laughs> they're not married anymore. Anyways, and um, I just thought it was. And then I really got listening to the song, and it was just. A, it was just a brilliant song, the way that she wrote it. Yes. And one of the lyrics says, I know what you're thinking, baby. I yeah. used to be just like you. <laughs> you yeah. Not looking, baby. When sugar, <laughs> when sugar ain't, ain't enough to you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Still a little wow. <laughs> yeah, no, and she really knows the English language. Like, she really knows how to work her her adjectives and stuff. And I was, uh, and I, I was an English lit major and, and that's a big thing for me. Like if you end a sentence with a preposition, I get all stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> it was released in 1995 by the album, Your Little Secret. And the genre of the music is pop rock. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be hearing this, people. Please, just give it a listen. I swear. I mean, if it isn't your taste, that's fine. But it's really worth a try. You've got to always taste different things every once in a while. Definitely. So let's do the recap of your top six uh, hit songs of Melissa Etheridge at number six. I really <laughs> like it. At number five, like the way I do. Number four, Meet Me in the Back. Wow, that's an amazing song, right, Miss Andy? Yes, but you know, it's funny because that one's kind of connected to your little secret. <laughs> that's yeah, what that song's meet, about, yeah. Meet me at the back and I tell you your little secret. <laughs> yep. It's just like your top six songs are really connected. Wow. Yes, they are. So they? Oh, at number... Three, bring me some water, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Bring me some water at number two. Brave and crazy, people. <laughs> My description yes. of Daniel. <laughs> 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 Brave and crazy. <laughs> so, 
please do the honor at number one, Miss Anjay. Your little secret will reveal. <laughs> it will reveal <laughs> too many things. <laughs> so those are the top six hit songs of Melissa athletes according to Miss Anjay. And they are really phenomenal and please listen to them because it's one of a kind. Absolutely. She is there's nobody nobody, there's no other artist that you can go, well she sounds like or her writing style is like. But also she has absolutely fantastic slow stuff. They can melt your heart and make you rethink your life. But I've spent a lot of time doing that, so I like to be upbeat. True. And uh, let's talk about Miss Melissa Awards. So she did one for Libera Awards. I don't know what is that, Libera Awards? ASCAP Pop Music Awards? ASCAP, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, they do production and, and, and they're yeah, a writing association, is what it is. American. Yes. Uh, Songwriters Association type thing. Yes, Academy Awards, of course. Academy Awards, even then, it's it's are presented annually by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, which I really admire because <laughs> so many of them should not stick so to what you know. <laughs> um, no, it's because she wrote soundtracks. Oh, I need to make up from the documentary. An inconvenient truth. Oh, this original song, best original song. Yeah, and she did, she performed the song. Yes, and you, uh, she won also the Billboard Music Award. Uh, it's I think it's nominated, nominated top female artists, and top Billboard two hundred artists female. Uh, mm-hmm. she was nominated, and Echo Awards. I don't know what his echo award is. It's the best international female, but he's nominated. Mm-hmm. And then Glad Media Awards. Uh, she won Outstanding Music Artist. She won yeah. Outstanding Music Video. She won Stephen Kozak Award and Outstanding Music Artist and Stephen K. Kozak Award herself. And, then, and of course, the Grammy Awards. She won uh, a... Ain't it heavy? And come to my window. The rest, it's all all nominated. There's a lot of songs nominated, like two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen songs nominated. But she won two of them. Yeah, which is great because, like, having been a like, she's an exposed lesbian, um, and in that time, in that time frame. It was amazing that she even still got nominated, you know, even though I think that she probably should have won them. But there could have been really good, you know, recipients for those, too. But I was always just sort of focused on my list of people. And, um, well, as everybody is, you get a football team and that's the only one you really care about. You don't care about what the Broncos are doing. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you're a Red Sox fan or something. But nobody's an actual Red Sox fan, so. Yes. She won also the Poster Concert Industry Award. Uh, she won for a small hall tour of the year in 1995. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing achievement. Uh, Miss Melissa Etheridge, Gen Z or millennial, 
do please listen miss melissa avery is one of a kind and if you're looking for another sort of genre that you want to have this adventure as miss angie says it is an adventure it is and, so, and also if you don't mind me adding um i yeah. not too long ago i i watched a a documentary on the Woodstock from 99, I think it was, that they did yep. a, this Woodstock 2. And she came and performed at it. And, of course, a lot of them just come in, they perform, and they leave. And she she played during the day. And, and I watched all the performances as they went through. And I got to tell you, the one that sounded the best was hers. And it wasn't because I'm partial for Melissa Etheridge, you know? It's yeah, just, yeah. I really have, she really, the sound, her sound was the best, her musicians were the best. And she was so blown away by having that opportunity to play in front of like a million people, I think it was. Of course, by the end, they were all storming the grounds and burning everything to death because it was not very well run. And that's an inter very interesting video to watch as well. But she just, she had to get out of there quick because it was getting kind of crazy. So it makes for a good story, too. Melissa Adri, just one of a kind, one of the phenomenal top five heat rockers of Miss Anjay. So next week, we're going to discuss or we're going to do the recap of those top five heat rockers of Miss Anjay. Okay, Miss Anjay? Oh, sounds good to me. I kind of like to uh, do the male rockers. Yes. And then after that, we're going to do the male rocker performer band wow yep you <laughs> be awesome. i'm loving every minute of this baby that sounds kind of like something that was written by um who was the name of that canadian band lover boy <laughs> oh, wow. the lover one where boy. i insulted the lead singer <laughs> i do a lot so, of that miss anjay so what else you can say about melissa Etheridge before we go I think that you should, um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I think that you should seriously consider listening to some of these songs. I'm sure you can find the list on, on Daniel's podcast. Um, and it really will be worth your while. It, there's nothing more satisfying than broadening your horizons musically. If you're a real music fan, and realizing that this person had a lot of influence on somebody and knowing why. Yes, definitely. And again, please do uh, support this musician because they're one of a kind and they are part of our culture. Yes, they are. They built a lot of things. Like they've created a lot of reasons why things happen. And she's definitely one of the groundbreakers. Yes. So thank you, Ms. Anjay, for your time. Thank you, Daniel. It was wonderful talking to you from so far away. <laughs> see you next week. Morning, people. See you soon.